KCSP FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom with KCSP News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, you'll hear from representatives at the Associated Students of UCSB's Food Bank. I spoke to Daniel Chavez, the Food Bank Coordinator, and Celeste Sorrentino, a student coordinator at the Food Bank. Thanks again for having us, Carissa. really appreciate you thinking of us uh, to kind of expand the awareness of the Food Bank. I'm Daniel Chavez, the Food Bank Coordinator and Staff Supervisor, assigned to support the student-run, student-led Food Bank. And uh, sitting next to me is uh, <laughs> Celeste, our um, coordinator, one of our coordinators. Yeah, thanks again for having us. Uh, my name is Celeste. I go by she, her pronouns. I'm a fifth year here at UCSB student. So, and I handle more so of our partnerships and outreach. And I've been at Food Bank for a couple of years now. So it's been a long, in for the long haul for sure. Okay, so take us through the process of after food gets donated. So where do the main donations come from? And then how do you guys get that to distributing it out to people? So our food source is from a combination of donations and our own orders as well. We have outside partners such as the Santa Barbara County Food Bank, the IV Co-op, um, Costco, those are a couple of them. And of course, donations come from a variety of people, like students, faculty, community members in IV. And um, I guess we could go through them one by one, um, or I mean like individually by the kind of source they are. So external partners and sources we have pickups that we go to every week in order to gather these like produce and toiletries and items um and in terms of donations those are very like week by week day by day even yeah we've really benefited from a lot of different orgs uh hosting and um, creating events to take in donations and we have a few donors that come in every week and they drop off uh bags of uh different produce items or uh, dry goods. And that's been really a big blessing for us to continue to find certain things and we get to talk to them. And like, uh, most recently, someone asked, like, do you need more toiletries? And we definitely needed different types of uh, tampons and pads. And that's something that we just can't source from our vendors. And so when um, we get those donations, and it really helps us kind of create a wide variety of what we can offer. Um, and then the other half, as uh, Celeste said, we, we have quite a bit of partners and vendors that we purchase from, being able to redistribute student fees to to products that people want and at a cost that um, is really affordable um, is, is a big benefit to, to, to the students because they get to come in and, and get a, a wide variety of different products that they might not even be able to, you know, spend their money on. Um, and 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 be able to get those products here at the food bank. So you mentioned like toiletries or something that people might not think of donating. Are there other stuff that you guys would say is something that uh, you're lacking or that people wouldn't think to donate usually? Ooh, that's a very good question. We're always asking our clients and surveying like, what do you need? And we try to source those products, but some of those just aren't being offered by our vendors and and some of them we can't uh, procure from donations. We do sometimes do some kind of campaigns to kind of find those different items. I'm trying to think of some uh, products, uh, definitely anything more culturally relevant. It's been difficult to us to um, find 
vendors that can gear towards creating more culturally relevant products like hot sauce is another thing I hot can sauce. think of <laughs> people really love it and, but we can't get I, a hold of it I think if there's any uh if there I'm sure there are parents who are listening to this um, as well maybe I think we would love to have more of like donations of what parents would like would think that other parents might like as well I think we offer like diapers formula but perhaps maybe like other brands of diapers that we can't source like we get most of our diapers from Costco and I that some every parent has their own like um choice of brand of diapers so maybe different kinds of brands would be helpful as well yeah so let's just talking about our child dependent program that uh she actually founded through a grant proposal and uh has been um, seminal in, in in making that the program it is now, but that offers diapers to um, students who have um, parents. student parents, student um, that has dependents, um, and we offer we offer diapers, uh, wipes, formula as well, like just to like alleviate the like burden of what it costs to be a parent and to attend like an institution like UCSB. It's quite intense, so. Those are just some things that we try to alleviate with as well. Yeah, the formula was a big thing during the pandemic. We were able to source it from our vendors, uh, luckily, but there was a lot of um, uh, students uh, with dependents that would come in and they would be like, I can't find this anywhere and, and you have it here for us. So that's been a, a great uh, blessing to be able to give a little support and a little alleviation to um, their stress because if being a student is hard enough, but being a student with all the jobs that you guys have and all the responsibilities is even crazier. And then add uh, the blessing of having a child that you need to um, support. To, to support. Uh, it's, it's it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely. That's a really cool thing that you started and definitely a good resource for people on campus. So another big stressor, of course, is uh, like food insecurity. And that's a big burden for people to carry. So talk about kind of what this stress looks like for people and how you guys look to alleviate it. I think your question is is asking like how food insecurity affects students in a day-to-day -day life. And um, I'm sure Celeste has plenty of like experiences and hears different experiences from her peers. Um, I know when um, we've been fortunate enough to present at classes, uh, and we've done little exercises where we kind of ask students to really empathize and under and reflect on the physical effects of food insecurity. And um, that's something that, you know, your listeners can do at home and just kind of sit down a little bit after you wake up and realize that your stomach's grumbling and you maybe have a little fuzzy brain and, um, it's kind of hard to start your day without having a proper breakfast and just imagine skipping one or two meals and yet still having the incredible responsibilities of, of being a student and trying to focus on class or trying to focus on your responsibilities, getting through the day while still not having the nutrients you need. Uh, that's, that's uh, uh, so difficult and we're happy to be able to try to, you know, offer more snack items, more meals on the go with our vending machine program, those uh, sort of connections with um, with food to be able to get people the fuel they need to keep going. 
when having access to food at all is a struggle, it can be hard to sort of think about nutrition along with that. So talk to me a little bit about how you work to make sure that people are getting the proper nutrition. Sure. I mean, like, um, like Anna mentioned, we do have um, a variety of like meals that we like provide and, and meals that some are pre-made. Like, for example, like right now we have like this like tuna. It's kind of like a fan favorite, actually, this tuna can and cracker mix that you can snack on. Maybe we also offer produce like almost almost every day or as much as we try as much as we can whenever we get it. And I think having a healthy like balance between like, you know, getting a snack, whether it be like um, like a kind bar or like goldfish or like, I don't know, some sort of um, cliff bar. And along with maybe like an apple that we have at the vending machine, I mean, at the food bank, um, those are like a good way to like balance the two or like really just like target both savory and sweet. Yeah, we, I think have had plenty of conversations in our leadership team, as well as at the food bank of that question, whether to, um, focus on calorie intake versus what um, sort of foods that might be uh, a luxury item, you know, Uh, or focusing on uh, nutrition. Because, you know, as a food bank and food pantry, we first and foremost rely on those donations and the different items that come in at an affordable price. And we're able to um, augment that with different items, but we have to constantly ask, like, are we, when we use our funds to purchase the food, are we focused on just getting people calories or are we going to also add a couple of things that maybe someone that couldn't, uh, that could save their money or their EBT dollars uh, to be able to buy something else. And then they'll get something a little more expensive from us. Um, I know there was some fun little pastas that we had come through, uh, different shaped pastas, and they were expensive uh, compared to the, you know, the spaghetti that we get for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Um, But that is kind of going into that question of how how much uh, are we focused on calorie versus nutrition and and. giving some some items that you might not necessarily see in a in a common food pantry okay so this this nutrition and getting all the calories that you need might look different for different people so um how do you guys accommodate different dietary needs like kosher foods for example oh we have actually have a program called kosher law program and it's run by one of our team members cassie and and she does like a lovely job at making sure that uh, it's basically like a weekly pre-packaged bag uh, that is made um, specifically to those individuals who um, are kosher to law. Like, um, and uh, so that's just one way that we try to like make sure we are inclusive. And another way is just really, like I said earlier, trying to increase the variety that we have and we offer at food bank by trying to be as culturally aware of the foods that are available by our vendors and trying to purchase them so that those our students are able to access them as well yeah that uh kosher and law program is a great service that um is a great example of you know shared resources and partnerships uh it's a program with snack office and um and their coordinator also works at the food bank so it's really brought together a great um, 
program and we support it by offering the location and sort of infrastructure support. Um, and then they pick and purchase and, and pay for the program, uh, the products. Um, <clears throat> and I think about the, our online order program too, and how that's uh, um, in our future projects, we, we hope to partner with um, different uh, departments or different areas on uh, on the campus to be able to be a site to distribute uh, pre-made bags for those that are having limited access to a kitchen or just aren't able to really come to the food bank. Um, currently, we have a partnership with the Veterans Resource Center where we make uh, twice a week bags for them to pick up at the Veterans Resource Center, and it's allowing them to be able to connect with more clients uh, and offer their services while still, you know, um, facing that food insecurity gap and giving them the pre-made bags that we offer. And we have seen a, a few um, uh, clients from the Veterans Resource Center on the off days come and visit us here to kind of get the fresh produce and some of the items that just can't go in those bags. So it's really making um, that sweet spot connection between uh, uh, partnerships. That's really great. Yeah. So you you talked about the veterans, which is a group that I just wouldn't know that the student food bank supports. So what are some uh, other like groups of people that you guys um, serve? Ooh, there's so many. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we serve about a quarter of the student population. So mm -hmm. about 22.5% last year distributing uh over 200,000 pounds of food. Just last year from 2021-2022, we uh, distributed maybe like a thousand, not maybe, a thousand seven hundred, sorry, 179,651 pounds of food. And yeah, and we got over like 5,000, close to 6,000 registered students in just that year alone. And, but yeah, I mean, on average, like today, I think we see like, maybe about like upwards 500 to 600 students every day that we're open. Um, yeah, so we do see a, a, a large influx of students every day and they're all like diverse, you know, student parents um, as well, graduate students as, and we definitely supported them during the strike and are continuing to do so as well. You're listening to Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom with KCSB News. Today, we're talking about the food bank here on UCSB's campus. You'll hear more from coordinators Daniel and Celeste about the different ways that the food bank is serving our community. Yeah, I think it's about engagement. And we have a great team here at the food bank that really cares about every individual person that comes through. And through that, is it's transformed in the engagement we have with different clubs and different uh, areas of campus that maybe aren't uh, even aware of the food bank. Um, and so when we see a student come in and, and that's a freshman or a sophomore and they are um, first using and signing up for our service, it's like, wow, we've gotten that person for the next four years compared to the person that comes in a week before graduation and was like, <laughs> I just learned about this. I right. wish I would have known about it. So we're constantly trying to engage different groups, especially ones that we don't necessarily see represented in our um, demographic information. So um, one statistic that uh, Celeste brought up is or has is that, you know, we serve about 70% um, female identifying students. So we definitely want to 
reach the gap of male identifying students out there. And so we've tried to partner with um, different groups on campus that are predominantly male identifying like fraternities and different clubs, like sports teams. Um, we are always trying to find more culturally relevant food items. And um, so we've been procuring different items. Can you think of some items that are more culturally relevant besides tortillas? <laughs> <laughs> tortillas, I mean, so many. Yeah, we've had some hominy, water chestnuts, all those different <laughs> products that, you know, people use on a daily that we might not know. It's just like you're asking your question, you know, there's so many groups of people out there that we might not know are organized and 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 uh, and have a big presence on campus, but um, are uh, being overlooked for a lot of different reasons. And um, we want to engage those groups and, and bring them here and and then also um, meet them at the best place at their at their at their food table, you know, and, and offer those items to them. Yeah. That's really great. Heading into the holiday season, how do you guys um, look to uh, increase engagement during the holiday season? Well, we are open like now. We're open um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, well, this week and next week, um, because we know that uh, a lot of students, international students or any student for whatever reason, um, some are not able to go home. And so they stay in IV. So we are staying open so that we can be able to service them still and they still have access to food just like they would during a normal quarter. Um, I'd say we are trying to engage them best by like continuously to post on our Instagram um, and to be able to like, so that they know that we're still open. Um, word of mouth really. I mean, I think the food bank is really just community center. And like what Daniel was saying earlier that whether it's a freshman who's just starting and we get the, for the next four years, like sometimes I think one of the, my favorite parts, I mean, there's many favorite parts of, being, of working here, but one of my favorite parts is seeing a student bring their friends and then rather than like one of us give them a tour, like it's their friend giving them a tour of like, oh, this is how it works, don't worry, like I got it. And I think that's uh, the biggest way that we are able to like broadcast our services, really just word of mouth, aside from like social media and like our partners and whatnot. Uh, pose the question of uh, what holidays are you talking about? Because I know uh, Celeste can talk a little bit about a program that we're working on for um, Lunar New Year. And there's plenty of different holidays that we try to incorporate in our calendar of events and engage different clubs on campus to that are celebrating those to, one, uh, bring more cultural relevancy to, you know, um, our services, but also you know, we always tie it back to food and being able to offer certain um, products uh, for the season. Um, my dream is still someday to uh, celebrate the autumn festival year with mooncakes. It's a far-reaching dream, but if you want to talk about that. Sure. I mean, it's a brand, it's uh, similar to our golden ticket um, kind of event that we had previously, but this time it'll be in red envelopes and we'll have a golden ticket inside and these will be distributed um in like asian identifying orgs and to for them to distribute within their org and from there they'll be able to reclaim the ticket that's inside the envelope and get a prize here at the food bank um but yeah we're really excited and this is all like in celebration of the lunar new, of the lunar new year yeah and um before in the past the golden ticket idea was used during convocation yeah and uh given out so these like golden tickets just like uh the willy wonka golden tickets are 
Um, a certain amount are given out in um, bags offered by associated students to the new incoming freshmen and transfer students. And then, um, uh, so some people will get a golden ticket, but most people will get a silver ticket and that'll have a different uh, prize, but it's really just engagement, getting students to come in and visit the food bank, uh, especially for the first time. And it's so exciting to see um, new students, especially in their first few weeks of campus, rushing in here with their friends and being like, I have this golden ticket and and uh, being able to redeem it for a cool swag item right. or whatever we have offered. Awesome, very cool. Looking forward to seeing that uh, the Lunar New Year event in the future. Is there anything else that you guys would like to mention? Oh, we have a seed bank. Yeah, we have we have a seed bank, but seed bank is a large part part of our of our food bank, and that's uh the ability for any student who is interested in gardening, um or wants to try, maybe even try again. Like I've tried multiple times. I've yet to find a successful period, but like in terms of gardening. And you can grab up to three seeds and we offer soil and pot like like for free. I mean, I mean, yeah, when you come and check in basically and yeah, you can just start your own garden if you'd like. And that's an excellent way to get into like um, creating like edible food of your own. Um, sometimes we have a partnership with the ASDPW and that's a wonderful organization under AS and that uses our compost for the student farm, student farm. <laughs> Sorry. I think in the future, we're really looking forward to just expanding our programs like like Daniel said, getting our online order programs to like other um, organizations on to create like different distribution sites on campus, um, expanding our student parent programs so that more families come in regularly. We have so many in the works, but we just want to make sure it's like solidified yet first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> A little surprise for all the fans out there. Uh, <laughs> one other thing I think just going off of the seed bank is our uh, central seed bank. And we're really uh, excited to be able to offer in the springtime seeds to all of the campus uh, farms on um, here at UCSB um, and being able to procure seeds from um, local producers or um, um, uh, producers that are really focused on um, you seeing like the different types of plants as medicine and and growing um, native plants here in this area. Um, so we're excited to be able to expand the seed bank from just that um, peer to peer connection of one person growing their own food to encouraging um, and and supporting the bigger campus um, uh, gardens and farms to be able to produce a lot more food. Awesome, okay. Um, and where can people go to find more information about the food bank? Yeah, I mean, they can go to our Instagram, which is UCSVAS Food Bank on Instagram. And our website, if you just look up like AS Food Bank UCSB, we're the first to always come up. And uh, we're always accepting volunteers as well. Like if you're interested in volunteering, that's a great place to get some, get more knowledge about what we do, what we do and get like your feet in like what it's like to work in a very like community-based organization like ours. And we, yeah, we love to add more to our family any any day of the week, really. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thanks so much. So our winter break hours are December 13th, December 15th, December 20th, and December 22nd, each day from 11 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And then we'll be closed, but then we'll be open again on January 5th. All right. Thanks so much. I'll see you. Thank you so much. Bye. Have a good day.
We're talking about UCSB's AS Food Bank this week on Inside Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom with KCSB News. As you just heard from Celeste, the food bank is open on Tuesdays and Thursdays during the holiday season. Keep in mind that there will be holiday hours in effect starting the week of December 11th. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. I'm Clarissa Hom. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.